A Night in the Sea, Salvation, by W.T.P. Wollstone. Exodus chapter 14. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today. For the Egyptians whom ye have seen today, ye shall see them again no more for ever. The Lord shall fight for you, and ye shall hold your peace. And the Lord said unto Moses, Wherefore criest thou unto me? Speak unto the children of Israel that they go forward. But lift thou up thy rod, and stretch out thine hand over the sea, and divide it, and the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the midst of the sea. It is very interesting to observe that we find nothing about salvation in Scripture till we reach this passage. I quite admit that you find the word in the book of Genesis where Jacob, speaking prophetically, says, I have waited for thy salvation, O Lord. Genesis 49.18 But clearly it had not come then. Now Exodus 14 reveals to us the salvation of the Lord. I grant you it is but a type, a figure, but it is a beautiful figure of that which God has done for us in our day. We have seen in Exodus 12 the wonderful truth of the death of the Lamb, the substitutionary Lamb that died instead of the firstborn. But in order to be really clear before God, in order to really know what God's salvation is, I must have resurrection as well as death. Resurrection is the backbone of the gospel. Leave out the resurrection and you have but half the gospel. Quite true, it was the work which the Lord Jesus Christ did on the cross that put our sins away. It was the atoning efficacy of the blood of the Lamb that met all the claims of God in righteousness. But still resurrection, the resurrection of Christ, is the evidence and the proof of the completeness and value of the work which He has done for His people. I have no doubt whatever that the Red Sea, the passage of the children of Israel through the Red Sea, is a figure of the death and resurrection of Christ for His people, for us, i.e., that He died for our sins and was raised again for our justification. The result is that the moment Israel got through the Red Sea, they began to sing. While they were in Egypt, there was no song. What were they doing? Sighing, crying, weeping, groaning. They were miserable slaves. Even when they were at Pihahiroth, Exodus 14, verses 2 and 9, what were they doing? fearing and trembling. They were in dread and distress of soul. But the moment they had gone through the Red Sea by the path which God had opened for them, the moment typically they had accepted death and got into resurrection, what do I find? They begin to sing. They sing a triumphant song to the Lord. And what is the burden of the song? The Lord is my strength and song and he is become my salvation. Exodus 15.2 It is what the Lord is, and what the Lord has done. Well might they sing, because from the sunny heights of resurrection, they look down and see all their foes dead on the seashore, not one of them left. They are brought now to have to do with God, and to know God as their Saviour, and they can sing with happiness and truth. The Lord is become my salvation. They are saved, and they know they are saved.
I meet a great many people nowadays who are hoping, trying, and longing to be saved, but I do not meet many who are bold enough to say, Thank God I am saved, for He has saved me. Can you say that yet? Come honestly, my friend, can you say, I have obtained God's salvation, I am a saved soul by divine grace? Is it presumption to say so? No, it is not presumption to boast in what God does. It would be great presumption if it were something in which you and I had any hand. But you will observe here that the people of Israel stand still, and the Lord does everything, and when He has done everything, what do they do? They turn and exult, and praise Him, and give Him glory. We read, Thus the Lord saved Israel. Exodus 14.14